that are alive, you are coming with me. He wants to be good little boys now so we can fight some more for them in the future. Some more they'll decide on. We'd rather fight our own war right now. Without further ado, it's time to start running! I see three of them out there. Get the one in the middle. Right! Get the one in the middle. Welcome to the party, pal! Apparently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it. Hello and welcome to the Late Christmassy podcast from Rusted Junk, where we look at the 1985 classic Rocky IV, starring Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, Bridget Nielsen, Carl Weathers and Burt Young. Today the Soviet Union has officially entered professional boxing. This is not just an exhibition fight, but this is us against them. He would like to compete against anyone who is qualified. Drago is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. Whatever he hits, he destroys. He couldn't stop the fight. He could have saved his best friend's life. I'll never forget you, Punk. But now, the one thing he can't do is walk away. Has the fight date been set yet? December 25th. Where? It's in Russia. Are you nuts? Miss Balboa, where will you be going to Russia? I'm not going to Russia. I don't know what you're talking about. He's had one professional fight, and one man is dead. To baby, he's going to have to kill me. Why can't you change your thinking? Because I'm a fighter. You can't win! So there we Rocky Four. That was a long trailer. It was it was a long trailer. It, it was exceptionally you... long. In fact, I don't think obviously people that listen to this, they won't have the pictures. So they might think, what, what, what's going on there? It's just See, music. <laughs> you don't think that people actually put in the trailer on YouTube and go and watch what we've just watched? Or they just listen to the audio? I think they just listen to the audio. I don't okay. think people are that organised that they'll go and watch the trailer. What? Yeah, you, you, uh, our, our listeners are uh, are very resourceful, intelligent people. So I'm sure they do that every single time. But oh, okay. Would you, would you like to uh, introduce our guest today? I, I, I would, but just before I do that, spoiler alert: there was a scene in the trailer that doesn't appear in the film. Oh. But that may appear in the director's cut. You saw the boxing board not sanction the fight. But anyway, we shall get into that. But yes. It is my absolute pleasure, and you would have heard him before, but you would have heard him with others, but he is here today, he is here solo, 
and he's from the WD W. I always get this wrong, Joe. W <laughs> WDWNT Nerd Alert podcast, and it is our esteemed and very welcome friend, Joe Hogarty. Say hi, Joe. Oh, thank you. Hi, guys, and what an introduction. Hi. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about grand entrances in, in this. So. That wasn't really grand entrance, though. We oh, could have had so... music and fanfares and different things. Maybe you can put some of them in. Yeah, what? what's up with that? Yeah, all right, okay. We can. Yeah. Which do you prefer, the Drago entry or the Apollo Creed entry? Being from oh, Superman, yeah. of course. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Being from Superman, right. Okay. Excellent. We'll mock something up anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah, so as soon as I, I talk to Joe all the time, and as soon as I said um, Rocky Four, he said, when you do Rocky Four, I'm I'm there. I'm definitely 100% there. I don't know at this moment whether or not it's going to be a good, yeah, I'd love to be there, or whether or not I need to, t- I need to, uh, I need to vent about Rocky Four. I hope not, because he knows how I feel about it, but... There were two trailers. There was a scene in the trailer, just to go back to it, um, the boxing board doesn't sanction the fight. So a piece of trivia, um, which we'll get into, but you see a headline in the normal one that, you know, basically saying, you know, you are heavyweight champion of the world. Nothing will affect that. So this belt's not up for grabs. So if Drago wins, it doesn't mean you, you know, so it's not sanctioned. But there is another trailer, which you put me on to, Joe, which is... And it's the it's the mysterious one where you just see Drago fighting. Can you explain a little bit more about the alternate one? Yeah, this was the teaser trailer. Um, was this? Well, I'm, I'm talking about the teaser trailer. That's the one I sent yeah. you. Where back in the day, again, we didn't know in the '80s when we were getting sequels. I mean, if we read the newspapers, we'd find out. But I saw this trailer first in the movie theater, and. When it first starts, you, you see his his boxing sneakers or boots or whatever they are, mm. and you just hear it's like my name is Ivan Drago. <laughs> I am fighter from Soviet Union, and <laughs> yeah. and it slowly goes up, and you're like, what the hell is this? And it's it like we've got Dolph Lundgren in the room. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But eventually he says, I've come to fight your champion, Rocky Balboa. And the whole audience just flipped out because no one was expecting this, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then he, he ends up with, soon the whole world will know my name. And then you see him and Rocky fighting in the ring, like with like almost like fog and clouds with the, the entrance theme for yeah. um, your show. <laughs> Arrested yeah, Junk. Bill Conti, yep. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's such a cool little teaser trailer. We need more of those. And I've always said, like, on Nerd Alert, they should have done something like that for The Rise of Skywalker. Just had the Emperor in his throne basically saying, you know, I'm back to screw <laughs> up the Skywalker somehow. I don't know what he would say, but, you know. It wouldn't have made the film better, Joe, though, unfortunately. No, but at least we would have known he was back that way instead of like reading it in the opening crawl. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, right. Um, on to the. We haven't even done the scores yet, so I'm going to go last because I'm interested in the two of your scores. Um, I don't know. Uh, if Joe's if Joe's the guest, Joe could go first. Okay. All right. 
Oh, I'm not. I'm bracing myself, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a mixed score. So I saw this back in 1985 to a packed theater, and it was like one of those old classic theaters, and it was opening day, and everybody was excited to see it. Another Rocky sequel. Everybody loved the Rocky movies, and it. I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. I mean, I, I was so into this movie. I actually had a panic attack at one point during the movie. I don't know if we, we can say spoilers, but... Uh, oh, of we'll course, get... yeah. That's all about spoilers, yeah. Oh, yeah, when um, Apollo dies, you know, in the ring, and you see him, like, convulsing in the ring, it really bothered me. And I thought I was going to leave wow. the theater because I was such a huge fan of Apollo. And, and I, I knew he was going to die. But just to see him die that way, it was really striking. I didn't think it was going to be that way. And, right. um, but I'm glad I stayed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I watched the rest of the movie. Um, but I got to say, I watched it recently. And um, I don't have the same feelings as I once had because, uh, well, there's a, here's the problem kind of like, I had problems with the film originally. My biggest problem was the shortest Rocky film ever made. I think it's, what is it, 90 minutes or something like that? Yeah, I thought it was two hours, but it is, it's 91 minutes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. They also, they, they just, I felt like they put like a whiteboard out and they said, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have, you know, Apollo wants to come out of retirement. He fights this Russian guy. The Russian guy kills him. Rocky trains. Rocky beats the Russian. You know, but they didn't know what else to do in the middle. Like, and so they filled it up with like nonsensical things that we'll talk about. And it just seemed like there was so many like montages in this one. I think there was Mm. like six or seven. They were, which I love the training montages and I appreciate that there are two in this one. Mm. Um, One after the other. It's great. Yeah, it's great. And those are my favorite parts. I I love the fighting. I love the fights, uh, all the fights. And I love all the montages. I didn't like the music video in the middle with no way out, no easy way out. Oh, I just felt like that was, he probably watched a little MTV, too much MTV back in the day and felt that that's what the audiences wanted. And it just felt weird to see like a, you know, a music the audience. I mean, we'll get onto it, but I think the audience did want it. It's a, it's one of those, um, you know, soundtracks like Top Gun. It stands, it stands up. Well, no, I mean, it's a good, it's a decent song, but it's just a video doesn't belong in a movie like that. You know, I mean, I know. How else would you get Mickey in there? You know, Mickey has to be shoehorned in somewhere. Could have flashbacked (laughs) in some way of him thinking about it, but. It just seemed like a music video to me. Um, I thought the, even back then, I thought the acting was horrendous. Other than Carl Weathers was was decent. And so was Duke, the guy who plays Duke. I thought he was good. Everyone else, eh, not very good. Um, so if I had to rate, if- Can can we have the two scores? Because I'll I'll take the upper one. So I would rate this as a Rocky film, just as a Rocky film sequel. I'd give it a seven out of 10. And it's probably my second least favorite Rocky movie, even though it was very popular, you know, but for some reason that everything I said, it was short. It just felt like it was rushed. 
it, I mean, I think if they would have spent more time on it, which again gives me hope for the director's cut, that's going to be really good because I'm sure he's got a lot of footage and, you know, he'll have his sweet time to make it look better and get rid of some stupid things. Um, but as a movie, I got to give it like a four out of 10. Like if I just rated it as a movie, because, you know, again, it's oh, that's just harsh. That's harsh. That's harsh. And well, again, anyway, it's, it was nice. Are... It was nice that you could join us, Joe. So, uh, yeah, thank you. But but I'm here as a a Rocky fan, so I'm okay. You know, keep my first rating and just keep in mind my second one. Oh, Rocky. <laughs> well, is, are you going to uh, rain rain on my parade? No. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there we go. Right. Well, I've not seen it all the way through. I thought you watched uh, the whole so, thing. Uh, no, before today. Oh, I right. haven't seen it all the way through. So um, it doesn't really stand the test of time. Um, it's a bit, as Joe said, it's a bit too montage I was like, geez, this this is a, a video in, in a movie. I almost like, you know, they could have literally taken that, that out and used that as the MTV video. I think they did. Um, oh, did they? Oh, there we mm. go then. Um, you probably got more money doing that, didn't they? Um, yeah, I just felt it was a little bit kind of, there wasn't a lot of content. I suppose there isn't really a lot of content to a movie like that. They've run out of ideas by movie number four. It's just the dis- dif- different contestant that he's got to box. So for me, I'm afraid it's a six out of ten. Oh, good Lord. Sars. Right, well. <laughs> well. Um, I was going to okay. give it five, but I just thought, oh no, that's a bit too harsh. So it is a bit too harsh. Look, is it the best Rocky movie? No. No. It, no. Is the best Rocky movie is the first one, I would say. I agree. Is this, is this, is this the one that if I had the choice between Rocky and Rocky 4, which one would I keep on continual loop? It would be this one. Because it's... I don't... Even though the first one's better? Well, the first one's more... I, I enjoy this. I enjoy Rocky Four a lot more than I enjoy Rocky, even though it's a better film. It, and that's, that's not like saying, sense. yeah, but it's not. It's not like, yeah, but they're they're different films. They're they're both in different films. It's not like saying, well, do you know what? I, I've, I've got the choice between Jaws and Jaws Two. I'll watch Jaws Two. Well, they're quite clearly mad. But with something like this, you know, he's established. I mean, Rocky's already established. He doesn't have to go and prove himself. He's not a bum. He's not like, you know, Mickey says, you know, get up, you bum. You know, Mickey loves you. There's none of that <laughs> because he's already there. He's already... Right, so he starts the film as heavyweight champion of the world and has a grudge, grudge, you know, has a, has a grudge to settle. Uh, and for my mind, you know, it's the best fight out of all of them, including, you know, Rocky... Let's, well, we, we shouldn't re- mention Rocky Five, but I mean, Rocky Balboa was good. Um, mm. The Creed films are good. I mean, despite the fact that he doesn't, and we'll get to Creed two and why it's relevant um, later. But it's it's just you're right. It's a film of its time. The robot sucks. There's no need for. The oh robot. my god! But, I didn't I mean, know we yeah. were going to talk about that yet. We will. That threw me sideways. So what the hell is that doing in the movie? Yes, the robot. Happy birthday, Paulie. Yeah, very, uh, <laughs> very odd. But yeah, um, 
Well, I tell you what. Before we delve delve into the film, should we do a bit what of what was your score? Yeah, by you didn't give us a reading. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my score. I don't think it matters, but uh... it does. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, right, okay. I want to hear your score. I'm going to take my oh, ball. God, do it something stupid like nine or something. Well, you took the words, as Meatloaf would say, you took the words right out of my mouth. You are joking. That's not a nine. It's an eight and a half. It's It's not even an eight and a half. It is an eight and a half. It's an eight and a half. It's the best. Look, right. It's First of all, to me, if I said to you two, if a film's on the TV and it's like a third of the way through, what film would you, would you, would you class like that? (laughs) So, for example, like Jaws 3. If I turn the thing and Jaws 3 was on, it's terrible, but it's wonderful at the same time. So I would I would watch that. And most people say, oh, if Back to the Future was on, oh, yeah, well, I'll just leave it on. Yeah, Indiana right. Jones. Right, okay. Which one? All of them. No, God, not the Crystal Skull thing. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but one. Joe, Joe, give, give me an example of a film there. Well, I was going to say, I do agree with you when you said that Rocky is is a great movie, the first one. And if yes. you had a choice between Rocky and Rocky Four, I agree. I probably would watch Rocky Four. And the reason is, is that Rocky, the first one, is a drama. This one is an action movie. This is kind of like King Kong versus Godzilla, you know, yeah. when you look at it, because they're at, at superhero status, you know, the both of them. Like he's unstoppable. He's a killer, a murderer, and then Rocky is just from another planet in this one so i understand italian your feeling versus, for it. italian stallion versus siberian express yeah. <laughs> yeah you know don't get me wrong i'm just i judge it as a movie i just think the acting is below par but mm. i i think as a rocky film it's fun that's why i mean i gave it a seven out of ten but i i don't understand why so many people have this much love for the film because it's kind of low on in my rockies like I would just like, really quick. I mean, Rocky. Like, I agree with you. That's my number one. I actually like Rocky Balboa. I, I think that's my number yeah, two. And Rocky two and three are close. You know, I, I'm not sure. Sometimes I I like Rocky three better. Sometimes I like Rocky two better. Forget about Rocky five. We don't talk about Rocky five. Yeah. We don't talk- <laughs> well, we we have to refer to Rocky five at the end. What was five? Who was um, in that? It was um, Tommy uh, Gunn. Tommy Gunn. That's it. Tommy Gunn and he fights in the ring. My rig's outside. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, I watched that in a, in a cinema on my own. Nobody else went. <laughs> Popular then. Yeah. Oh, me or the film? Both. Okay. Bless you. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Well. Right, I've got work... a question. I've got a question, oh. right? When it was doing the montage bit at the beginning, <laughs> um, Am I? Because I'm, I'm not really into the, obviously the Rocky movies. Clearly. Was that Billy Yes, Mr. T. It was. Yeah, he played Club Alone. Yeah, Rocky Three. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, you should have watched all the Rocky movies. Maybe you'd have more of a, an affection for the character himself. Mm. But uh, oh Rocky's... no, I think he's all right. Yeah. I mean, did you watch the first one, Rocky? Oh, years and years and years ago. Yeah. Let me guess. It was on in the, it was on in your par- parents' place and you, you just wandered past and no, sort of... I think I probably it was I had a telly in my room when I was like um, you know a teenager and uh, it was probably one of the movies that was on so I just watched it whilst I was in bed because I couldn't sleep probably one of them. High praise. And that helped you fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> High praise. Great. 
<laughs> well, well, on that on that bombshell, should we go into uh, should we do, before we talk about the film? Should we have a quick roll call? Yeah, yeah on, love roll call. Roll call. Do you know what? I don't know who to, I don't know who to do first because usually it's just me and Amanda doing this, um, but. Oh, it's it's almost like I could pit the two of you together. Who can name three? Start Sylvester. with one person. Sylvester Stallone, then. Right. Right. Sly. So, yeah. Um, before Joe goes, Mandy, do you want to uh, give us three Sylvester Stallone films? Any? Oh, that oh, aren't Stallone. Rocky. That, um, aren't that isn't Rambo. Ah. Oh, I've I've still left you with a whole bunch and heap of films. Uh, is he in Stop or My Mum Will Shoot? Good Lord. Yeah. See, Joe, this this is what I'm talking about. Occasionally, you, you go, oh, okay, well, I, I might default to other ones. Nope. She picks, a, she picks a completely random, a completely random film, which Stallone <laughs> himself has probably forgotten. But, uh, oh, great. Okay. Well, there's one. Am I on the right track, Tango and Cash? Yes. Yes. That's good. Wow. Okay, and then the other one where it's, it's it's the bunch of the oldies that were right high in the eighties. Um, him and his like beefy pals. What was that called? That film where they're all like. I'll, I'll give you that. You got the description enough. The Expendables. Yeah, the Expendables. I always forget it. I always think Untouchables, but it's not. It's Expendables. That's the one. Yeah, he was Crikey. in that. Joe, with all of these, uh, <laughs> with all of these uh, wonderful examples, like stop when I'm when my mum will shoot taken out this is gonna get hard for you another no no actually i i've seen a lot of stallone movies and i'll go back to his early stuff yes Yes. death race 2000 yes good 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 one yeah i like that one i mean this one's a little cheap he was in bananas with woody allen that was his first film i think that's right that's right followed to followed by the lords of flatbush yeah i was gonna say the lords of flatbush too um, Demolition Man. Uh, just Excellent. No, no. <laughs> well, I, I was going to pick one that that nobody uh, <laughs> that, that nobody well that, that I would watch. Presumably, nobody else would watch. Um, I've got down here. Obviously, uh, first blood. He was the goalie in Escape to Victory. It was called Victory over here. It was just called Victory. Okay. Yeah. That was Michael Caine was in that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he thought he was that good that you know he was challenging Pele and people like that to take. Yeah, take. and Pele was in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, he wasn't that good. It, it, it turns out in the end, um, Cobra. Crime is mm-hmm. a, di- a disease, and I'm the cure. <laughs> um, over the top, uh, where he played the arm wrestler. Look, you know, it's it's just part of it. Lock up, uh, which is good for Donald Sutherland playing the warden, the vindictive warden. Uh, where he's framed uh, Tango and Cash he said Demolition Man Judge Dredd of course oh yeah I remember that one uh, Cliffhanger Cliffhanger's great never oh. seen Cliffhanger yeah oh, Cliffhanger hasn't that got um, what's his face in it um, oh here we go listen to the cogs oh small guy um, gotta give us more than that was married to Katie Holmes Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise is Tom he Cruise. in it Tom Cruise is in Cliffhanger. Is he? 
Well, no, just because so. you saw him hang off a rock in Mission Impossible 2, you think he's <laughs> Oh, is he not in there? <laughs> no, d- different films. <laughs> different films, Peter. <laughs> um, but uh, th- I-, I do remember The Specialist. Uh, yeah. More, more, more for Sharon Stone um, than anything else. Um, she looked incredible in that. Um, right. Keep going, Paradise Alley. Well, there you go, Nighthawks. Yeah, we can still go. We can go back. But my film I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm not... This isn't a recommendation, but it's a film you've got to check out because it is a complete anomaly. Stallone... Forget stopping my mum will shoot because most people have forgotten that. But Stallone for the first time, 1991. So let's, you know, top of his game. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say, Joe? Uh, Rhinestone? No, no, no. Oscar. Oh, Oscar, I forgot that one. And the dying, the dying wish of the the crime boss, the, the crime family that he's about to take over is that he doesn't kill anyone. And that's the comedy. And Stallone plays it in this smoking jacket and like dressing gown type thing. It's it's a complete anomaly, but you have to see it. You really do. It's just one of those. It's one was, of those was Marissa Tomei in that one? Uh, she could have been. I um, think she so. Could have won an, she could have won an Oscar for that. I don't know. <laughs> um, the rest, however, uh, we'll get to Dolph at the in the moment. Uh, Talia Shire, obviously Adrian. What else is she famous for? Uh, there's only one answer in this, by the way. The Godfather. Yeah, of course, yes. She's Connie Corleone. Who was she in that then? She's part of the family. What daughter or? Yeah, she was the only girl in Don yeah. Corleone's family. Mm-hmm. I know we we started watching that. We need to get back to Godfather. We do. Um, this is where you might have to help me out, Joe, because we've got Burt Young. He so, was in. Paul. I just saw him recently in Back to School. Oh, that's you just taking my only one that I had. Sorry, Back to School. <laughs> I keep saying to you, what? How, how long have I said we need to watch Back to School? Back to school, Roger Dangerfield. He plays the diving coach. Well, he, he plays the diving legend at the, at the school that goes back and helps his helps his son. Oh, the old guy that goes back to school. Yes, and which yeah. has got Robert Downey Jr. in, so you can coo over that. All right then. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Then. <laughs> oh, New Year's Eve surprise. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, okay. Slim pickings for the next one, even though in your head you would think, oh yeah, no, no, no I've got loads. Bridget Nielsen. Joe, uh, I, I don't think. I don't... Uh, Red Sonia. Yeah. Um, she was in uh, that one you just mentioned. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cobra. Cobra, yeah. Uh, and three that's three. It. Think of another one. Was she in one of the Beverly Hill Cops movies? She was. Uh, number. I'm going to say number three. Two. Oh. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is it. That's all I've got. I've got Conan the Destroyer with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I remember she was pretty good in that. She wasn't in that one. What? She wasn't in Conan the Destroyer. She was. Grace Jones was. Uh, I thought. Okay. <sighs> My research. Okay. Well, I'll sack the researcher, i.e. me. <laughs> um, but then she's also in Creed 2. 
Is she, I, I forgot she that is. movie. She's definitely she's in, she's Yeah, definitely that's right. Yeah. Too, uh, which we'll get to uh, in the thing. And then lastly, anyone want to have a go? And you can't have the Expendables. Dolph Lundgren. The Punisher. Yeah. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, other than the Expendables, I can't think of anything else. He man. Oh yeah, He Man. He was master, masters of the universe. Yeah. Uh, Universal Soldier with uh, Jean Claude. Um, Kindergarten Cop Two. Oh yeah, I never seen that one. Yeah, well, it <laughs> was only made in 2016. That sounds dreadful. <laughs> um, but the film I've got to, I can't, look, I cannot mention. Dolph Lundgren made a film a year after this called Dark Angel. And it is an amazing film. Um, it stars Brian Benben as the uh, as the FBI agent. Dolph Lundgren's a cop. That um, he's fighting the crime family, but they're interrupted by this alien that likes to kill people and take their um, chi, their aura. It is so funny, and it is definitely well worth a watch. So yeah, Dark Angel definitely on that one. He's, right. I've just had a look at uh, IMDb. Yeah. Um, other other sources are available, um, yeah. and there's one here that he's done that you're probably going to be interested in. Me um, or if Joe? you don't know you, babe, um, okay. if you don't already know it, um, Shark Lake. Tell me more. It's a 2015 film. Okay. It said uh, synopsis. It just says, a classic American thriller, mm, debatable, where the lines between man and beast blur and are questioned. Uh, rating? Three and a, oh, 3.4 out of 10. That's down that, your alley, that, isn't it? Sounds like my kind of film. Sounds like, like Sharknado ripoff or something like that. Oh, yeah. he, was in, he was in, wait a minute, somebody was in Sharknado. He's, Dolph Lundgren was in Sharknado 5. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's only he's got fifteen lines apparently and mumbles all, right. all of all of them. That's fine. I'll take that. That's fine. Anyway, right, let's get back to the film. So that is roll call. Um we begin with the scene from Rocky Three whereby Polo uh decides that he wants his payment for training Rocky to beat Clubber Lang. Um, which is a private fight just to see who would win out of the two of them. Um, so that's the that's the bet. They go into the ring. It comes out with the, the great lines. You know, you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. Um, and you just, you don't see a punch, you don't see a punch thrown. You just see the after effects where his face is all beaten up a bit. You think we're going to see that in the director's cut? Well, I'm... Uh... I'm not sure it well I'm not sure it was filmed so it's probably a good idea to get to the director's cut so in September Stallone announced for the 35th anniversary which is this year um, he was going to because he directed the film he was going to make take all of the the scenes that he's got take some out put some more scenes in Um, and Joe you you and I have kept up to date you've been sending me loads of things whereby you've sent like footage that, that could be maybe put back in there but I didn't realise until I started doing a bit of delve. I mean, I got totally excited about that because 
I just thought an extra five, ten minutes and you cut a bit here, you cut a bit there. Not true. He's got an hour's worth of footage. This film was supposed oh, to be well. two, two and a half hours. Wow. And so that was the that Can was he the make it any time. better? Can he make it better? Well, he might. I mean, so already we know the the only thing we know, well, the only two things we know, it isn't going to be released this year unless he's going to drop it tomorrow. Um, which so that's not going to happen. But he's already said the robot's history, the robot's out. Oh, thank God for that. Um, why, why was there a robot in it? Well, because it and we'll get to the next something? bit. So Rocky gets back to the mansion. He's got he's all beaten up in his face. Uh, his son is videoing him on one of those like big massive VHS cameras, which are all, all the uh, all the rage. Um, he's got a birthday hat on because it's Paulie's birthday, um, and Paulie gets a robot for his birthday. Would you care to elaborate, either of you two? Well, it looked like bizarre. It looked like it had got a speaking spell <laughs> in its chest. <laughs> <laughs> with this massive weirdy head it wasn't even it looked like a two dustbin lids joined together it was, it was huge and like it, oh, it just didn't fit the movie no idea why it was in there it was kind of in there for comic relief I guess you know to give something for Paulie to do but yeah most people didn't like it Paulie's a freeloader Paulie is just he the is. biggest freeloader Ever since, ever since he got together with his sister in Rocky, in Rocky, it's just why they tolerate him. I've no idea. Who is he anyway? He's, is he related uh, to Adrian's? Yeah, he's Adrian's sister. Brother. He's, he's got oh, sorry, his own. Sorry, Adrian's his sister. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's got his own room in that mansion, and yeah, he doesn't work. No. <laughs> he probably sleeps till noon. Comes out, drinks beer, eats hot dogs and hamburgers, watches TV gets wasted and then someone has to carry him back to his room and then it's the, robot and it's robot repeats. yeah yeah i could actually tell you about the robot here's a little piece of trivia it's created by the international robotics incorporated in new york city its voice was the company ceo robert dornick roger ebert the famous film critic summarized the robot is an android of some type complete with artificial intelligence the robot is identified by robotic engineers as Psycho, S-I-C-O, or Seco, and is or was a member of the Screen Actors Guild and toured with James Brown in the 1980s. So oh it existed. God. They just repackaged it for the film. In an interview with the Ain't It Cool News website, Stallone revealed he first saw the robot at a party and was amused by it, so he decided to include it in the movie. So audience audiences could get a look at it that's it that's the reason why the, the robot's I, in i actually i heard uh something slightly different his son one of his sons uh suffered from autism and he had used that robot to help um work with his son okay and, and that's why he, he put it in the movie that's a better reason. so maybe that's, that's well maybe he saw it at the party and yeah, you know, felt that that would have been a, a good learning tool for my son, and he was so happy, and he gave him a role in his movie. Yeah, well, could do, but I mean, again, Paulie's so ungrateful that he's got this robot built for him, um, programmed to do his every wish, and he goes, "Oh, I wanted, I thought I was getting a sports car." 
I'd turn him out right there and go, fine, you ungrateful so-and-so, out. You're out. I don't care. You know. One thing that amused me as well was, you know, all those candles were obviously lit and, like, the sun went, goes to help and blow him out, but instead of blowing him, he's, he's squirting the squirty cream. Now, yeah. surely a squirty cream can, an aerosol and a naked flame shouldn't oh, yeah. actually be put together. That's a good point. That would have been a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> Paulie's face scorched right at the start. Well, and the kid too. The kid was a brat. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, and I, I love the cake. I wrote down here. The cake looks like the Joker. It's supposed <laughs> to look like Paulie, but it looked like um, Heath Ledger. Was it like... wasn't as bad as the anniversary cake. That was horrendous. <laughs> Maybe I'm mixing the cakes up. Open your the prize. Open cake. your prize. <laughs> <laughs> the anniversary cake was like him and his wife but with boxing gloves on in the ring did you not remember that oh i must have been too busy thinking about the other cake that's like what we were talking about when we had problems and he gives her that jewelry that wraps around her wrist the bracelet the snake snake bracelet. watch yeah bracelet the guy who sold it to it's me watch. told me it, <laughs> it looks like a snake but don't worry it won't bite you <laughs> I'm not downgrading Joe, my points. You've got the part. I'm not downgrading my points. You might you might take the uh, the rise out of it so much, but hey, anyway. It was a bracelet and a watch combined because the head oh, of the yeah. snake was actually the watch head. Okay. Watch face. Head. Anyway, face. anyway, back to the film. Uh Drago arrives with the headline Russians invade US sports. Uh and he wants an exhibition fight with Rocky. Um <laughs> I love the. I, I do love the nickname, the Siberian Express. I just think that's fantastic. But I mean, um, cut, to, cut to Apollo in his swimming pool. He sees this press conference. He sees this, you know, impromptu getting off the plane. And this is what we want to do. This is the reason why we're here. Um, uh, and basically said, uh, I need to do this. So he calls Rocky. Strangely enough, the robot's got a phone on it. Um, and yeah so Rocky takes the call from the robot um, and talks to Apollo um, and then you get this kind of like little kind of spiel which is Rocky to my mind Rocky's done everything that he wants to do he's got the mansion he's got the girl he doesn't need to fight again there's nothing there's nothing there's no compunction whatsoever yeah and he's got the respect of the country too yeah yeah, um, but Apollo, Apollo has to stay relevant. You know, he's been at the, the limelight. I mean, most people, if you think about where they come, what they've just done, he's just trained um, Rocky. He's going to be known as the person behind Rocky. You know, his legacy as a fighter exists. His legacy as a trainer is is pretty good. Why does he need to stay in the limelight? But he's basically going. Well, he haven't fought for five years and. You know, Rocky's basically saying, "Well, you're fighting yourself here. I don't, I don't know why you need to do this. I'm not doing it. So why are you doing it?" Um, so yeah, I, I just think Apollo's need to stay in the limelight is also the reason. Sorry to skip ahead. Why I didn't want the towel thrown in? Yeah, it's exactly the same reason. He wanted to die a hero's death, and he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I was going to say, but a lot of athletes do that in real life I, I remember sugar ray leonard had done that like he'd retired for 
a long time. And then he came back to beat Marvin Hagler. And it was a really cool fight. So they might have been inspired by that, too. I forget. Yeah, it had to be afterwards, uh, the movie. Also, Tyson just did it recently, too. I I think that they they always want that glory when they think back on their lives. Um, You know, something is missing, and they think that that'll bring it back for them. Mm. You must be on a real high, you know, the fact that you... You're so focused for so such a long time, and and you're so driven, and and you basically fight to win, and it's it's I think it's probably addictive, hmm. and once you've you've completed and you've retired, probably through age, and you know the fact that you've got a younger generation coming through in a short amount of time, that you've got to stop because you're not as quick as you used to be, you're not as fast on your feet, you you know you. You're probably not the top of your game anymore, and that's the reason that you know you kind of stop, or they just won't pay, and that they want the younger ones to kind of you know give a bit more kind of thrill and sensation. So that the comeback fight is is probably for two reasons. One, it's it's to get back what they had before, as in the mental drive, the stimulation, the addiction to to having that driven determination to go and win. But also the limelight, and to, they're that bit older and wiser that you know they can perhaps suck it up a little bit more and appreciate it, and and see see it in a different light perhaps. But also get paid a shed load of money. <laughs> well, he said to to Rocky, he said, "Well, you you went out on top," and he didn't. You know, Rocky defeated him, so I guess he wanted to go out on top too. You know, mm. kind of like what Harrison Ford's doing with Indiana Jones 5. He didn't like the way the Crystal Skull went. He wants to do that one last movie. And well, he's going to do it, apparently. Is he? Yeah. Mm. That was part of his condition, wasn't it? That yeah. Part of the condition of doing hands, being backhand solo. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, if you look at... I, I need to ask you a question, Joe. If you look at Rocky Five. Rocky, I'm sorry, we get occasionally dip into the other Rockies. Rocky Five, he de- desperately, desperately does not want to fight. He is, he is adamant that he doesn't want to fight. In the end, Tommy Gunn is brought into his neighbourhood because he's lost all his money. Spoiler alert! At Rocky Four, he gets back. Sorry, in Rocky Five, he gets back off the plane. <laughs> in Rocky Four, to find out his accountants nicked everything. He's turfed out of his mansion. His cars have gone. Everything. He basically oh no, has... the robot's gone. Yay! No, I think I, I think Bert, I think Bert Young, I think Paulie's got the robot under his arm, he's carrying it away. But um, he's forced to move back into the neighbourhood, and because Rocky will not fight, has trained this guy, will not fight him when the evil promoter gets in charge. He actually comes to his coffee shop, and you know he smacks Paulie one, which you've got to give you've got to give Tommy Gunn some credit. He smacks Paulie in the in the mouth, and Rocky fights him. And they have a fight outside. But here's my question, Joe. In Rocky Balboa, what brings him back into the ring again? Well, he said that he wanted to make it like Rocky V never existed because right. in Rocky V he had brain damage. And, you know, again, that was a dumb way to go. So all the things that happened in Rocky V just never occurred. Right. So they went from Rocky Four to Rocky Balboa. So what made him come back? I guess, yeah, it's probably similar to Apollo. Uh, well, but they were pushing him, too. 
like where they had that uh, video game type of fight between uh, Rocky Balboa and the and the current champion. That's right, and it was like who comes out on top, and it's Rocky. Yeah. What is his name? Is it uh, Mason Dixon? Mason, Mason <laughs> yeah. Dixon. Yeah. Like that. Um, anyway. Yeah. No, I, look, we can get bogged down. <laughs> it's yeah, I know. My fault. So sorry. Oh no. Um, next thing we go to is we see uh, a another press conference. So these Russians love their press conferences on U.S. soil, um, and they're surrounded by all this training tech, this fitness stuff. That must have taken a fortune to ship over. And you're like, what? What? You've not even had the fight accepted, but you brought all your stuff with you. You've set it all up so that people can now see how hard you punch. Um, and I just think it must have cost them a fortune to ship it over. Um, well, the guy from the Russian government, you know, he's being supported by them. Oh, well, the anyway, they ship all this stuff, which which doesn't exist, by the way, in 1985. I mean, the tech is about 20 years you know, before it actually got rolled out properly, but um, it looks good. Um, the thing was, that he punches, the thing that he punches looks like it's just like solid metal, and you think, Oof. you know, that that must have really hurt when he hit that. They kind of had it's something not very like, forgiving, is it? They had that in amusement parks, you know, where they have like a punching bag. It was yeah, but that strength. moves. Yeah, that moves. I think that I think this thing moves slightly. I could be wrong, but I I think that you know it measures his his force. Um, so it does have a little give. Maybe I'm wrong. I got to check it out again. Well, um, but all I know is that whatever he hits, he destroys. He destroys. <laughs> because most most heavyweight fighters hit 700 pounds per square inch, and the first time he hits it, he gets 1850. So hence the hence the good line. Um, he's asked about steroids, uh, which they all kind of like look at each other and go, "Who's going to answer this one?" And Bridget Nielsen <laughs> goes, "It's like your Popeye. He's he's a spinach." <laughs> Um, and you're like, all right, okay, very, uh, very cheesy. So now that we had the press conference, now that we know whenever he hits, he destroys, it's kind of set up. By the way, if you watch the trailer to this, you know that Apollo dies. So there's not, it's not really a spoiler. Um, you're, you're not going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. You kind of know what's going to happen. Um, it cuts back to Apollo. I'm so, can, I, can I just oh, say, though, I'm surprised Apollo's not died before. Why? His lack of health and safety is atrocious. Did you see that when he was in the pool? like looking at the news saying like the Russians have come to America and he's got he's there in his swimming pool with this like TV and it was balanced on a chair by a swimming pool <laughs> well it could have been battery operated mm, doubt it right. anyway probably, yeah it, it probably still smart if it, if it went in but, <laughs> um, back at the mansion Apollo's going um, is perplexed by the robot as we are <laughs> against Apollo sees the robot for the first time um, especially as now Paulie has fallen in love with the robot um, uh, all it seems to be doing is bringing in beer and oh he's changed the voice to a female voice that's right yeah creepy and he could, and he says to the robot that's my girl ah, oh great right. well let's not go there but he must if he's changed the voice to female and all I'm saying is maybe Paulie doesn't does other things but anyway yeah I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot of porn in his room <laughs> robot porn <laughs> well he has now oh, um, God. and anyway that, that, 
that conversation basically says, I'm going to take the fight. I'm going to do it. Um, you know, uh, this is my choice. Um, and then guess what? It cuts to, you say there are a lot of montage in this film. No, no, no. There are a lot of press conferences. There's <laughs> another press conference. Um, of which Apollo, uh, so Drago is, is, is played. We'll get to it in trivia time, the way, the way that it's played. Uh, Drago is playing it very, uh, um, emotionless you know looking forward not really into it type thing that's that's how we wanted to play it um apollo creed's coming and said yep yeah, you know some folks have to learn the hard way um and you know presses dolph lundgren even drago to talk um says things like no oh, it doesn't say anything the man's tongue didn't make it through customs um but anyway the russians go well when you lose uh uh, he's going. I'm not going to lose. He's going to lose and lose royally. Um, he calls him a heavy bag with eyeballs. Now here's the here's the thing that I don't understand. The Russians turn around and then start going. Oh, you learn a painful lesson. You know he's going to beat you when when he wins. And but then the Russians turn around and go, "Why are you insulting us?" I'm going, "Why are you insulting them?" You know, it's not a one way street here. Sorry, spoiler alert for the next uh, montage scene, but. <laughs> You know, there's, they're both insulting each other, but the Russians are taking it to heart. And, and I'll tell you what the noticeable thing at the end of that, Drago is suddenly rattled at the end of the press conference because Apollo, um, you know, they, they both start to, you know, to tussle and there's all this sort of stuff. Drago then takes down Apollo's photo. He casts it aside like in it's, a fit of rage. And I'm like going, cut out. yeah, it's like, well, you're obviously a bit rattled here. So... He's definitely he's like Frankenstein, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you know the the manager or his wife is is like the doctor. He's Frankenstein's monster. Right. Um, you know he barely talks. He's just very intimidating. He's got that stare, and he's scary. You know throughout the whole movie. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? We got on mute. Okay. Me? Oh no, sorry. I thought I thought Amanda wanted to talk. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it just seems like the two of them are both going at each other, but the Russians are taking it to heart a bit. Um, so it cuts to the the exhibition fight uh, with Apollo. Um, Draghi, you know, he's basically saying, you know, don't wear yourself out. Rocky's there. Rocky's his trainer, tra- trainer in inverted commas. Um, you know, he's like, don't wear yourself out. You know, take care of yourself. Don't don't come out fighting don't do all of that and it almost feels like a final chat between the two of them um so pretty much if he didn't know he was going to die he'd probably have a guess that something had to happen like that um but the way that they treat a visiting fighter is ridiculous <laughs> yeah it's uh, this scene you've got the scene with the the boxing ring coming out of the floor um you know lifted up you know, you've got James Brown singing. You've got all oh, this good imagery. Oh, Lord, that was horrendous, by the way. Oh, it's but it was one that of was his like biggest hits. That was like another video. It was well, like the... That was another video. They had that on MTV, yeah. too. Just Absolutely. horrendous. Why did but... they have the fighter planes from World War II? I don't understand the imagery. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't understand that either. <laughs> I'm like, what, you could do, like, the Berlin Wall. Yeah, 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 I think those are, that was World War One because they were, like... Uh, they were, like, know, sock with camels. Uh, propellers. <laughs> That's the name of the. That's the name of the plane. Like, 
Um, maybe, um, maybe they just had them at the hotel and just thought I would just put them in. But I got to say, I disagree with you and Amanda. I love James Brown in this because oh, I, I I thought he was great. I don't don't count yeah. me in in this. Um, um, yeah, no, I I thought he was great. And you know, it was funny. I remember seeing an interview. He was on one of the late night shows, James Brown, and they asked him about like how he got the gig with uh, for Rocky Four. You know, and he said that Sylvester Stallone came to him and he says, "I really want you in my movie." And he goes, and he goes, I know you did Blues Brothers, and that made you a little popular. He goes, trust me, if you do this one, you're gonna go through the sky. And he was right, you know. And he said that because he became so popular, and that song became so popular here, especially like on the Fourth of July, yeah, and all that. And um, you know, people that didn't know him, you know, back in, in the '60s, you know, now knew him. You know, were buying his albums and all that stuff. So it was it was a big deal, you know. James Brown was, I think, one of the things to emerge from that movie that became almost otherworldly, you know, over here. Mm. Mm. Um, I just thought it gave me flashbacks of watching um, Coming to America with um, <laughs> when they're in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Oh anyway, dear! And anyway, it's, um, so they—he they comes up through the, the the boxing ring. They're all they're all booing him. I'm like thinking, can we not have a bit of respect, you know, for, nice. for a visiting <laughs> fighter? I, I just mm. didn't see. I know obviously it fits with the film, but I would have thought we don't know what this guy could do yet. I mean, he's about to kill your hero, but they don't know that. I'm definitely with you. Yeah, they were kind of. He yeah, had they, his come up in Apollo. Unfortunately, it shouldn't have went as bad as it did, but yeah, yeah, it could do. I mean. Nobody well, knew the recovery position either. Well, we'll get to see. We'll get to that because, in fact, we'll get to that pretty quickly. Um, right. From the, he's Apollo's introduced with all his, you know, the master of disaster, um, the Count of Monte Cristo. And, you know, Stallone's going. How many names have you got? You know, this is um, this is like ridiculous. Whereas Drago's just in, in, introduced as the undefeated world amateur champion, hmm. like. Oh, that's nice. Well, I guess that if that's all he's ever done. Um, I like the fact that the Russians are, if you didn't think that they were evil before, they smoke pot. You know, they smoke pot in the fight. I mean, that's, you know. Were they smoking pot? pot? Was that a pot they or were? They were just having a cigarette. No, that's a joint. Oh, it wasn't a joint. Of course it is. It's a normal cigarette. Of course it was. Do you know what? It's not in the trivia, but um, when it, that, it was just an attempt to make them look evil. Yeah, I think so. It was I'll, a normal cigarette. Out. Yeah, okay. Well, I agree with you on that one. But on one thing I wanted to mention, Carl Weathers looked incredible in this movie. Yeah. It's yeah. like everybody looks at Stallone, but Carl Weathers, he looked damn good in this one. Yeah. He was in his prime. Like, you know, when you look at, like, again, like all the Rocky movies that he was in, um, yeah, he, he looked good in Rocky 3 too. But, you know, we really didn't see him fight since Rocky 2. Um but yeah, no, he he looked incredible. I was yeah. impressed yeah, with what did. he did. Yeah, definitely. I did think as well that um, they must have had a, another Mister um, Operator, as in like spray mist, because right. like they did in Jean, the Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Because most of the time, when they were in the ring, before they even got to the ring, they were all like mist 
light, nicely misted, so it made them look like they've been working out. This is going to be your thing bit. throughout all the whole of the eighties action movies. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to have to. Yeah, but you, you got to understand, he was dancing with James Brown. <laughs> no, Drago. <laughs> oh, Drago! He was just standing there. He was just he stood have, there. He might have been nervous. <laughs> Maybe he's just a generally sweaty guy. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't oh, bode well, though, if you live in Russia and you're very sweaty. You'd turn into an icicle, wouldn't you? Well, it doesn't do an awful lot to work up a sweat in the boxing ring because um, as they both come out, uh, Apollo, a couple of jabs here, a couple of jabs there. The Russians have obviously got their uh, um, their code words and everything that they do. And as soon as the trainer yells out, that's it. Drago just unleashes on him and literally pounds him into pretty much a bloody mess by the end of the first round. Um, and you know the trainer comes out and goes this is, you know this is supposed to be an exhibition match what's wrong with you um, and it's clear that they've just come here to do this to, to, to take down to, to prove that the Soviet Union is far better than the US and this is what this is the perfect opportunity because we've got Mr. US here dressed in the US colours in his boxing ring so um, you know you don't need a you don't need a roadmap to try and guess the uh, what's the metaphors and everything that's going on here, which is precisely that. But um, uh, uh, Rocky goes, "You're getting killed out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the uh, uh, throw the towel in. Uh, we're gonna stop this fight." And he's going, "No, no, you don't stop this fight." Um, what's the line he repeats? You don't stop the fight um, under no circumstances or some or something like that. He repeats basically makes it clear. Um, that you don't stop the fight. Um, then it gets into round two, and he's getting pommeled. I mean, it's clear that he's about he's, he's moments away from death. Well, he um, says, uh, "No matter what." <laughs> that's it. No matter what. That's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, hits him um, for the final blow. Rocky picks up the towel. Um, it doesn't. He doesn't throw the towel in. He just drops the towel, doesn't he? He doesn't throw it into the ring. Yeah. No, he doesn't throw it. No, it just drops. This is my problem that I've always had with this movie, too. Rocky gets a lot of blame for Apollo's death because he didn't throw in the towel. But he didn't have to throw in the towel. Duke could have thrown in the towel, too, that was standing next to him. And the referee could have stopped the fight. Yeah. The referee, yeah. I think, is probably more at blame. But yeah. it's movies, so that's what they had to do. But, mm. you know... Someone that always nitpicks movies and like, give me a break. It's the referee. He needs to be fired. <laughs> you know. And and the, the you know when, as you say, one of the things of Apollo going down is that, and we'll get to that in trivia time. The flinch mm. when he's on that when he's on the ground because that that's big. That's that's like, I remember watching that for the first time and going, oh, God, well, uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen the trailer. I you know we didn't know what to expect. Um. I didn't like that. Like I told you, that gave me a yeah, panic attack. I absolutely. Because like, if, if he would have just went down and laid on the floor, I would have been fine. But to see him flinch like that really yeah, creeped me out. Added that little extra, that extra bit. But but there doesn't seem to be any. Everyone swarms this boxing ring, and this is going back to your point, Amanda. There's no. In the mind, the recovery position. Where are the medics? Yeah, and why do they let everybody bombard the stage? Yeah, like, you've got reporters in there going, Apollo Creed appears to be in a bad way. And you're like, yeah, get get out, get out of the way. <laughs> we, we've got a man to try and save, you know. Because if he dies, he dies. 
That's it. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> That's the one. Um, so obviously, now we know he's a bad guy and he can hit pretty well. Uh, we get to the funeral. Uh, I don't remember too much about the funeral. It was a nice, nice scene. I like yeah. that scene. Um, and then guess what? Guess what? Where we cut to next? Anybody? Uh, yeah, the, it's another montage. No, it's another press montage. conference. Another press conference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, the press conference, um, instead of you getting that bit that I said in the trailer, which is about the Boxing Commission, you actually see him, the Boxing Commission saying, we do not sanction this fight. It's put into a headline here and saying, basically, this fight's not going to be sanctioned. Rocky sat there looking very browbeaten, obviously still reeling over the death of Apollo Creed. Um, you know, the Russians are going, um, you know, Drago's an evolution... Uh, Drago's are looking to the future um, but then Rocky's agreed to this fight this rematch and the reason it's so it's Christmas Day so it does just Rocky Ford does count as a Christmas film um, happy Christmas everyone um, but it's in Moscow and the reason for that is because they say oh we've had lots of death threats and we've had lots of and I'm like well that's not a reason to move the entire fight over to, to Moscow but Rocky's mm. just agreed to everything but but the thing I don't understand, and I know we, you can come back and talk about the press conference, is that the very next scene after that, Adrian is paparazzied at, at her mm. house. Oh, she yeah. Doesn't know, she doesn't know anything about it. And then are, they, see, are they supposed to be on her property? Well, how do they get through the gate? But, I mean, you know, these are, these are the minor points. But here's the thing I don't understand. Rocky returns home, okay, and then they, 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 have, the, they have the talk about it she goes oh is this true and all this sort of thing you don't just arrange a press conference within an hour you don't agree the terms and conditions of a fight without being in talks with the other side and just accepting everything so you must have been planning this for a couple of days yeah so in a couple of days so here's my thing Rocky who doesn't wear shirt and tie comes back in a shirt and tie okay because he's been at this press conference right at no point did Adrian that day go, where are you off to today? What are you up to? Oh, I'm just going out. Oh, where, where are you going? Anyway, in particular, why are you wearing a shirt and tie? Oh, maybe, no. she was, maybe she was sleeping. <laughs> well, it just seems to me that he's, he's shadowing around doing all of this. And uh, and he must have lied. Well, uh, he must have lied to her. He must have known about it the day before. And said, oh, no, he, he never consulted her. with her. Yeah. No, absolutely not. But... Um, can I do my uh, Bridget Nielsen yeah. impression? Oh, pl- please do. There's like the best line in the movie. She's like, yeah. you have this belief that you are better than us. You have this belief <laughs> that you are so good and we are so we bad. Are so very, 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 very bad. <laughs> you had this belief. It's like, who wrote this? Well, I guess it was Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very, very bad. <laughs> but anyway, so... They, Adrian says, I don't want you fighting. He says, I've got to. I am a fighter. And what does she shout out, Amanda? From the top of the stairs? You won't. You can't win. That's hey, it. Very good. Yeah. yeah. And Remember it's just that bit. Very horribly delivered. More better by you than Talia Shire, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Even though I got it wrong. <laughs> you, you can't win. Um, yeah, I just thought, God, that's horrendous. He sprouts out some 
absolutely diabolical cheesy excuses and like his justification for doing it for her, to her. It's just like, oh, get a grip, man, for God's sake. <laughs> I wasn't very impressed with it. I just thought, nah. That's why Amanda and I rated it lower than Charlie they, well, did. Well, yeah. You, every time <laughs> he, he could have had on, better got... lines. He could have had better yeah, lines. The delivery wasn't great, but the content was awful. Absolutely awful. I don't know, Charlie. I mean, you're the one driving this car here, and you're not helping us, <laughs> you know, join your side as you're going through this. You're making it worse. I'm, well, I'm just, I'm still keeping my score. It's not going to change. <laughs> but, it gets better. I will say it gets better. Well, it, it's. When? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> We're going to fall out. Um, <laughs> so, uh, off he goes to Russia. Um, they get to the airport with a um, burning heart by Survivor blasting out. Oh, um, good Lord. Everything, everything you know, everything that you thought about Russia is uh, cliched and absolutely done. Done here. The the airport. Everyone's driving ladders. Oh, do you know uh, what though? They glasses. didn't once check his passport, and he didn't once go through security. I don't think he needs to. I think the World Heavyweight Champion's just arrived in an airfield in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, I don't think passport control is is high on the list of, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe check the others. Just saying. Uh... Anyway, he was going they... to Siberia, so they're like, yeah, if you want to go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, off you go. So we're going to have to drive you. So the the, the mysterious handlers uh, uh, say we're going to drive you to this place in the middle of nowhere. It's all set up exactly as you asked for. No TV, no no antenna. So you've got the um, and I'll give you this one, the the comedic in inverted commas, uh, wit of Bert Young here, who's obviously trying to be the, oh, can't believe you brought me out to the middle of nowhere to this hut, which hasn't got TV, hasn't even got an antenna and hasn't even got cable and, oh, God. And then he falls in the snow because, of course, it's funny. Um, yeah, he, he could be back home with robot porn and in his well, room. And, and who is, oh, well, because not sto- spoiling, oh, in fact, no, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so inside... Uh, the the trainer, uh, so he Rocky has a Apollo's trainer with him. Uh, the planer, um he's playing the groundskeeper. There's a groundskeeper for this hut. There's there's somebody that lives next door in a smaller hut. Groundskeeper, it's just snow. Exactly, but there's the guy that he plays chess with is the groundskeeper. He's obviously what? lives in the hut next door to make sure they're all right. Don't to forget, do. by the way, don't forget that they are being watched by, you know, the KGB yeah. from a car across, you know, across the way. And the thing is, you then cuts to the training montage because he's on his own, right? So we get another, obviously in the chess game, Rocky's trainer wins and says, checkmate. Uh, and the petulant groundskeeper, and he's, he's he manages the hot then. Clear, like a petulant kid, he clears all the chess pieces away. Like, oh, I can't believe you beaten me. And it's like, well, look at the beating rush is going to take in about half an hour's time. Um, but then we get to training montage. Rocky opens the door. It's crisp. The icicles are, are dripping, you know, melting. All this sort of thing. The guys are in the car. The guys are still there overnight. It must have got down to about minus 20. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. And I'm right. thinking, you've not moved from that position. And literally, and you're and you're out the car. 
for a start as well. They must, I'm like going, stay in the car, keep the heat on as much as you possibly can. That's working against this. But no. So the guy's in the car. He runs literally 20 metres. And the guys in the car get out binoculars. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you're right next to him. You, do, you don't need the binoculars. You haven't lost him yet. He's not um, wearing white. I think they were more concerned that he was going to be pushing capitalism. <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> he had a huge audience there, didn't he, in the middle of nowhere. There was a, there was a, a guy that he helped get his wheel out of the, uh, the, wheel out of the snow. Um, I doubt he probably spoke English. or uh, So there was nobody to convert. But I'm just saying, like, why would the KGB be there? I mean, they know he's going to train. Um, you know, it's kind of stupid to think of that, but that's usually what the KGB does. It's like, make sure that you're in line, that you're not pushing some sort of radical new political views or Go something with the like Olympic that. athletes to make sure that they don't defect. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so they're there. Um, Rocky does all his, his training. It cuts to cuts to Drago doing his um, uh, he gets back after his after his training um, I guess he's there waiting for him it's a, Adrian is there Adrian which then begs the question who's looking after the kids I thought that who is looking after the kids I know I got the answer for that one go it's on it's the housekeeper isn't it yeah the Mexican maid there yeah the, one looking that after, the robot's right. looking after the kids no oh, he's helping the robots help. See, at least Joe says that you know he's helping. She's helping. Well, maybe, maybe he's, ha- he's helping them with the speak and spell. Maybe he's helping them with the maths homework. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Very the good. kids. Why is why is Uncle Polly's robot so sticky? Oh, <laughs> Joe. Sorry. <laughs> what happens if I press this button? Anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> um, he gets back. She's there. They embrace, and they go straight into another training montage. Oh, oh God, yeah. yes. Back-to-back training montages. I know, again, I ripped on the montages, but damn, I love those montages. Oh, they're great. And Hearts on Fire, so obviously the second, the second song, Hearts on Fire is just a classic. And at that point, you see the needle go into Drago's arm, mm. and you know, Hey, guess what, everyone? It is steroids after all. So, no, he was just having a blood test. Yeah, yeah. Usually, you don't push something in; you take something no, out. No, that was steroids. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, boo. Uh, um, I, I must say, the the classic part of the montage is like the end of the montage, where he's stood on the mountain with his arms good. up, and and like, does that happen in every montage in every Rocky movie that he's yeah, somewhere Joe, standing on top of something with his arms up like a winner? Does that happen in every movie? The statue of him in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. He, so. he does that when he reaches the top of the stairs as well, yes. doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah. this one, it wasn't up in the air. It was more towards his side, like a cross, you know? Right. And again, that that scene, him going up the mountain, made him into superhero status at that point. You know, I mean, you knew he was going to win, that he was able to climb a mountain and Drago's just on the treadmill. Although that treadmill was at a 90 degree angle. I've never seen a treadmill like yeah. that before. <laughs> yeah. um, I My biggest question when I ever watched that, every time I watched that, how does he get down? You know, 
How's he get up there? Is he airlifted up? I mean, it must have took him days to get down. Yeah, well. Anyway, he's up there. He said, what's, what does he shout? Is it Dargo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the first thing he says, Yeah! <laughs> and he goes, Dargo! There we go. And that leads us nicely to, to Moscow on Christmas Day. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it is, well, this, they put a lot of thinking into this. You know, there's a lot of Soviet imagery in this. All the people in the audience are military. There's no celebrities. There's nothing like that. We even have the Gorbachev um, uh, lookalike. Yeah, uh, without the splatter on his head. Well, um, because that same person who played Gorbachev was also in Naked Gun yeah. too. And uh, if you remember, uh, Frank Trebin gets gets him in a headlock, r- rubs rubs the top of his head, and it comes off. And Trebin goes, "I knew it." <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, you're right. It wasn't on there. Uh, but he'd only just taken Gorbachev had only just come to power very very recently so just put him in there it it just worked Um, Rocky has a very low key entrance they're all booing him uh, which Mm. probably I just thought well they probably looked at the what what they did over in America and they just did the same to him they don't don't want him to win Drago is the real deal for them he's he's the person love the banner that's dropped down do you think he got to keep that well, I'll tell you in trivia time. Oh, cool. I will. I will. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I kept thinking, I was watching that recently, and I was like, man, how much money do they spend on that banner? Oh, yeah. just, just, and you've got the imagery. I love the the Soviet, the Russian national anthem. I just think it's great. I think it's one of those great anthems. You, you know what my favorite scene is? And that you're going to laugh. It always makes me laugh, is when they're introducing Ivan. And he goes, Ivan Drago. And there's some fat Russian woman in there. And she goes, hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> if you get a chance, check it out. It I'll makes have to me go back and time. many times I've watched that, but I didn't pick that one up. Um, oh, he, he, you know, they, they, they all salute this uh, this tapestry, big mural of uh, um, Drago. It's just... As you would expect, I wouldn't expect the scene to look like look like anything else. Um, gets into the ring. Uh, Rocky gets a very low-key uh, introduction. They go to touch gloves. And uh, in fact, Joe, you're going to have to sit this one out. So they touch gloves. And uh, Rocky, Rocky goes like that on his gloves. And Drago's don't move. What does Drago say after that? Yeah, it's gonna I will break you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I must break you. Ah, there we go. Oh, <laughs> and you go. We're in for a treat here. We're in for a. We're in for a little doozy. Um, round one. Joe, do you want to take us through round one? <laughs> we're not going through all sixteen. Are no, we? not through all of them. We don't. Well, get no. All the I hope I'm not spoiling trivia time. But no, uh, but, but no, no. Go ahead. No, I heard that that first round was authentic. Um, that you know, Stallone wanted to make the fight as authentic as possible. Yeah, that's right. But things, you know, I'm sure we'll get to in trivia time. Something happened where that changed. But the very first round, they're actually going at each other, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I thought it it did look all a bit fake, though. The amount of times that 
Rocky was like moving his head and like as if it was getting punched and you're like that clearly wasn't a punch well that's the, the whole thing if you watch the Rocky movies he leads with his face you know, for some reason he instead does, of blocking he? with his gloves he blocks with yeah. his face yeah so he's got a hard head <laughs> oh what like a like a uh, a lump of iron what's he called it this man is like a lump anyway we'll get to that in a moment that's it round what rocky rocky's been pummeled um he gets to the corner rocky goes um i see three of them trainer goes hit hit the one in the middle middle. yeah (laughs) paulie says hit the one in the middle and the trainer goes right hit the one in the middle um they're obviously expecting to to just they obviously expected Rocky to go down in the first in the first round, so they made it really quick. Um, gets to the second round, Rocky is really getting really getting pummeled. They do their um, their line. The trainer does the line that's from the corner that they did when Apollo got basically pummeled. Um, but instead of the pummeling continuing, Rocky hooks a, a, a fantastic right hook and smacks him and cuts the top of his eye. <laughs> and I always loved that bit because the commentator, they, the, the international commentators that are at, that are at this this ring, they cut to one of them, and then it's like it's cut, the Russians cut, <laughs> uh, you know, and you're like, yeah, and he just hammers that cut for everything it's worth, and then there's a brawl, and he picks him up, and he's down at the, the floor, and you just think, ding ding, we are in for a good round, and then it's montages after that. Yeah. It's yet another montage, Joe. Here we go. Add it to the list. Um, but then, this is the weird thing I've got, and I'm, you know, I'm sorry if I'm sk- skipping over some of the points that, that you've got. But when it gets to the final round, two two things happen which are incredulous. You get this like weird British guy that no like no commentator I've ever heard goes. This is the last round just beforehand and I'm like no commentator would ever say something like that but that's that's what introduces the final round and what does he do they punch gloves at the final thing and <laughs> Drago turns around and goes you're dead and I'm like I'm gonna whoa I gotta step in on this one I, thought, I always thought that's what he said but I put the subtitles on the other day yeah he actually says to the end does he yeah he does yeah. to the end yeah yeah if oh, you watch, sounds, come on! It sounds like you're dead. No, I always thought that too. No, to know? the end. But that actually makes him a better person because he he basically acknowledges that he has respect for Rocky. Oh, and, right. Okay. You know, so that's. But I just learned that the other day. I mean, wow. it was the first time because I was like, "Does he say, you know, you're dead?" Because that's what it sounds like. And I I just decided to put the subtitles on just to confirm it. And it oh, says to the end. Watching that immediately afterwards. <laughs> The funny bit is when Drake basically picks up the guy that's basically saying, you are nothing, you're a disgrace. Picks him up with one hand. <laughs> well, because the crowd are turning because Rocky's winning them over. So the crowd are yeah. cheering for Rocky. Idiot. And you've even got... They wouldn't, they wouldn't be that fickle, though. They wouldn't be that fickle. They wouldn't, no, they'd be shot. Exactly, then. yeah, they wouldn't be allowed exactly. to. There'd be, uh, <laughs> there'd be uh, snipers <laughs> everywhere. Um, Gorbachev has his very disapproving look where he looks at the guy and then obviously the guy makes himself down to the ring and Drago (laughs) throws him as he said but yeah it's just I I love that final round I just think fight for me 
sepia, sepia. <laughs> um, but yeah, that final fight is just wonderful. I mean, it's just what you want from a Rocky film. Um, and I think that's why it makes it... I think the, the three rounds that you do see... I think it's worth. I think it's worth it. That's that's the payoff. Um, it's predictable, though, isn't it? Well, you're in the realms of Rocky. I mean, it's, mm. he's gonna he's gonna win. He's gonna lose in the middle. So if you look at, um, so anything anybody got anything to say about the fight before we get? Into well, the yeah, fight? I was gonna say. I mean, you look at his body. Good lord, there's Stallone. no body fat on him. What's that? There's no body fat on him. No. Yeah, it's well. I, I did research on that. Apparently, he had three percent body fat, you know, which is pretty damn low back then. That's yeah, too so. low. Um, but yeah, I mean, he looked incredible. And he, he just even though he's fighting Drago, no matter what Drago does, you just know he's going to beat him just by looking at his physical presence. And again, like I said, when he climbed up that mountain and you saw his training, he entered superhuman status. You know, there was no way he was going to be defeated. So. I mean, you. We all assume he's going to win because it's a Rocky movie. Although Rocky doesn't always win, but yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, he looked cool. He doesn't win in Rocky Balboa, and he doesn't win in Rocky either, does he? No. No. So yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, and just so you know, Amanda, in case you fell asleep <laughs> when you were watching Rocky when you were a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Like I couldn't sleep, so I put on Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> and then fast asleep within within well, thank two you. minutes. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, the speech at the end though that he yes, gives. Yes, well, the speech. I thought that was a bit like naff, ending it on like a political note. If I can change, if I can change, and if you can change, maybe we can all change. Oh, jeez. Well. Hurrah. Right, it's okay, but I've, wait a minute, like Joe, it. what was it like in the cinema yeah. when they said that bit? No, everybody was happy. Everybody was, again, back in the 80s. You yeah, didn't yeah. have cell phones that you were texting your friends with or checking uh, the internet and stuff like that. No. People were paying attention. People were standing up when, what is it, when Drago got cut. Everybody stood up. Oh, <laughs> you know? I would have been. Yeah, is this, is this in the times of the Cold War? Yes. Yeah. Right. So, hence the political statement at the end then. Well, no, it's just people had this... They did do a good job of portraying who the heroes were and who the villains were, you know? And after what they did, after what Drago did to Apollo, there's still a part of you that thinks that, how can Rocky beat this guy, you know? And during the first round, like, you know, Charlie had said, he just got pummeled in the first round that was the first sign that this guy was stoppable that he was able to cut him you know and so that made everybody in the audience just stand up and cheer and you know hug each other you know yeah, and you had you had the line look he's not a machine he's a man yeah but at the yeah. time though well, when, what year was it when it was made 85 85 so it i don't think then at that time because obviously there was the Cold War going on and there was the tension between US and Russia. If the film had sort of like said, uh, was it a different ending where Rocky didn't win, perhaps the film wouldn't have um, made such a success as what it did. Well, that would never have happened. <laughs> That's the whole thing. 
But I agree with you. I mean, it, it probably would be the case, but Stallone wrote the movie. Stallone directed it. He knew he was going to win. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, he basically, even in the poster, he was... You see the ending in the poster. <laughs> he went, Yes. <laughs> they're holding him on their shoulders with the American flag draped over him. Yeah. Mm. So you knew it's what great, you were going to get. It's great imagery. It's great you imagery. You just didn't know how, but you knew he was going to win. And, and and then just to so just to finish that before we go into trivia time, because um, this might be our longest one yet. But it's it's great. I, I love this. I love this conversation. I just I'm going to love this episode of the podcast. Me too. Um, Rocky Five begins with him in the shower straight after the fight. That's that's where Rocky Five picks up straight away. He's not gone home yet. He doesn't know what's awaiting him. So I I, I always like that continuity bit. I always like the fact that. It wasn't just well, three months later. It was literally, you know, the the, the end of the fight. Um, but anyway, shall we go into trivia time? Yeah. Yep. Trivia time. So we've got a lot of trivia, but it's all good. So do you know what? If it does end up taking a bit of time, that's fine. But honestly, I, I, I have, I've cut down as much as I possibly can. Sylvester Stallone decided for the shooting to fight him and Dolph Lundgren should hit one another for real. So, as Joe said in round one, uh, to increase the intensity of the scene. After doing three takes of uh, Rocky taking shots to the ribs, Stallone felt a burning in his chest but ignored it. Later that night, he had difficulty breathing and was taken to a nearby emergency room. It was discovered that his blood pressure was over 200 and he had to be flown on a low-altitude flight from Canada where it's been filmed to St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica where he remained in intensive care for four days what had happened that Lundgren had punched him so hard in the chest Stallone's heart slammed up against his breastbone and began to swell oh god cutting off the blood supply and restricting the oxygen flow throughout the body and I'm like I love that and I love that I love that's why the intensity that's why the fight works that's why it's the best fight they weren't. They weren't just. It's one of the choreography. You know, they were hitting each other, not hard, but they were hitting. Not each- all the time. <laughs> not all the time. No, obviously. But you know, it's a. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. No. No. Go on, Joe. No, it's weird. I mean, it's legendary status, and I've heard that for a while too. You know about that happening, but while I was doing the research for how he trained to get that body of his, yeah, they said this. They said while training for Rocky Four, Stallone was pulling a sled and heard a snap. Later that day, he learned that he bruised a heart muscle. Ten later, uh, ten days later, he was back filming Rocky Four again. <laughs> he's so, like a he's like a rod of iron. No, but I'm saying like one of those stories is true. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I yeah. Mean, well, I, I, the, the breastbone one crops up a lot when I was in. Yeah, the it week. does. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily. I've, I've never heard of this one. But that, uh, that sounds, you know, the one I was just talking about. Because, yeah, they're both Sam. Yeah. Yeah, because like, when he's doing that, that part, I was like, yeah, that can't be good for him. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's Kate Fit Malarkey. It's not healthy for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not boxing, no. Um, um, during filming, Dolph Lundgren and Carl Weathers, plays Apollo Creed, really did not get along and got into an altercation. Lundgren threw Weathers into a corner of the boxing ring. After that, Weather shouted profanities at him, 
at Lundgren while leaving the ring and announced he was calling his agent and quitting the movie. Only after Sylvester Stallone forced the two actors to reconcile did the movie continue. The event caused a four-day work stoppage while Weathers was talked back into the part and Lundgren agreed to tone down his aggressiveness. <laughs> I think that's great. You can imagine the two of them really not liking each other. Oh, yeah. Like, in real life. It's just... Um, how much I money did Rocky... Oh, go on, sorry. I was going to say, I saw them recently. They, there was a reunion. Uh, it could have been within 15 years, but it was just the two of them. You know, I think they had screened Rocky for... And the two of them were uh, doing questions after the movie. And they seemed like they had gotten over whatever problems they had, which okay. was nice. They were kidding around and goofing around. You know, they oh, were happy good. to see each other. Yeah. Yeah. When you see retrospectives of like Rocky Four, depending on the, the actors, Stallone and Lundgren just get on. Just really. Mm. Yeah. Um, Rocky Four became the highest grossing film in the Rocky series to date, taking in how much? Anyone want to guess? 30 million? Uh, 300 million plus. 300 million plus, yeah. What? Yep. Popular. Um, in the Italian dub of the movie, Ivan Drago's line, I must break you, was translated as, I break you in two. <laughs> um, to Spezio in Due, complete with fake Russian accent. <laughs> and it was uh, dubbed over. It became by far the most famous quote from the movie in Italy and entered everyday speech. Oh so people, people then started to use it in, in passing. Um, uh, after realising how Rocky's previous opponents, uh, Apollo Creed and Clubber Lang, had loud and animated personalities, Dolph Lundgren came up with the idea of making his character Drago very stoic, not move too much, and just be there with an intimidating presence. Stallone incorporated these ideas by not giving the character too much dialogue and making big close-ups, especially in the eyes, which you would expect, really. That's, mm -hmm. that's what he's doing. Um, uh, 8,000 people, over 8,000 people auditioned for the part of Ivan Drago. Wow. That seems like a lot. Yeah. 8,000. I mean, it's not that they saw 8,000. It's just a lot of people went, I want to be in the next, I want to be in the next fight. How did Dolph get it, then? Dolph was the first turned down by the casting directors for being too tall. But later on, he got the chance to send photos and meet Sylvester Sloan, who told him he had a good chance to get the part, um, but advised him to gain 20 pounds of muscle. So mm. Lundgren went away and did that, and it took him several months to do so, but he won the part. He'd be a bit racked off if he'd spent all those months putting the muscle on then still didn't get the part. <laughs> well, well, absolutely, I mean, yeah. Do you remember he was going out with Grace Jones? I don't know if he was married to her. He married uh, her the two weeks after the premiere of this film. Oh, okay. Grace they, Jones? No, yeah. not Grace Jones. Bridget. Oh, sorry. Great. Oh, Dolph Lundgren married yeah. Grace Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. I thought, sorry, I thought it was Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen and Stallone married two, two weeks after this film and then divorced each other in 1987. Oh, I was gonna. Can I add some trivia time for that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. See if you do. know this one. So, do you know why they got divorced? She was a bit of a psycho. She didn't. She hit him. So this is, you know, back in the day. I remember, like, when it happened and everything. Again, no internet, but uh, I'm assuming this is true. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, his mother is. Her name is Jackie Stallone. Now, if you ever yeah. see this woman, 
she's got Sylvester Stallone's face. Hmm. We've and seen her. She's she's been on TV in the UK. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. hideous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like Sylvester Stallone in drag, basically, uh, <laughs> except a lot shorter and a lot fatter. And um, she had a lot of surgery, didn't she? You know, that's the face. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she apparently she walked in on Brigitte and another woman in bed. Oh. And okay. she flipped out, and she is the boss in the Stallone family. Jackie Stallone. Right. So you don't mess with Mama. No, if Mama doesn't like you, you're a goner. She looks scary. Oh yeah. Yeah, very scary. Um early drafts of the script had Mr. T reprising his role as Club Lang, but was mm. not. Um on Friday night- he didn't want to do it. Who? He, he was Mr. offered. T. Yeah, he was offered to be like part of the commentary commentation booth and stuff like that and for some reason he turned it down wow and i think they did it again in rocky balboa you know he wanted him back and he said no well right okay uh on friday night with jonathan ross so a talk show that we have over here 2001 stallone was asked to give each rocky film a score out of 10 he gave this one a seven and a half so he's closer to me than he is to you guys well, I said seven. You know, if it was a Rocky film, well, there was there was a bit of argy bargy in the uh, in there. What was his um, top one then? It doesn't say. That would have been good too. Anyway, it's oh, been captured. Rocky Four is thirty one point nine percent montages, nearly a third <laughs> of the film. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. That's Do why it's not a good film. You well, know, but it, well, st- montages are still part of you know. So oh, it can't be as long as the montage in that Jean-Claude Van Damme Bloodsport movie. Oh, well, how long was that? Like 14 minutes or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the bit at the start. Mm. Oh, the dreadful acting, please. Let's not, can we not talk about Bloodsport? Um, during the second half of the film, or the last 50 minutes, it's approximately 50% montage. <laughs> it, it's likely this, this was to cover the removal of the hour's worth of material. And to provide enough cut-down exposition bridging material to fill the gaps of the story was still relatively legible. Wow, that oh, gives me hope. I, exactly. Well, this is it. If they, he puts if he puts forty-five minutes of the hours worth of footage back in Rocky Four, this is going to be uh, we're we're going to come. No, we're all going to come back just to do a special ten minute and go. What do we think? No, maybe not ten minutes. Maybe a lot longer. <laughs> um. So. Uh, uh, numerous fans have stated that they find this film to be confusing in terms of the title belt and what actually happens to it while Rocky's in Russia. This is most likely because the scene explaining what would have happened to the belt was cut from the film, but obviously in the trailer, and replaced with a newspaper montage. Initially, between Apollo's funeral and the Rocky Drago press conference, there was to be a scene in which Rocky visits the US boxing board. While there, he's told they will not sanction the fight, and if he goes ahead with it, he will not be allowed to carry the title. The scene was cut prior to release. It was just felt would throw the film up too much, and was replaced with the newspaper montage. Uh, none of the actors who played the Russian characters are Russian. Dolph Lundgren is Swedish, Bridget Nielsen is Danish, and the others are American. So there's no no Russians were harmed in the in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sylvester Stallone has been quoted by saying the enormous financial success and fan following of Rocky Four 
once had him envisioning another Rocky movie devoted to Drago and his post-boxing life, with Balboa's storyline running parallel to Drago's. Um, however, he noted that the damage both doctors sustained in the fight made them incapable of reason, and thus planned Rocky V as a showcase to the dangers of boxing. Oh, dreadful. Well, but we, we know that it... Well, we know we that actually, it happened. Did you uh, ever get the Rocky Four novelization? No. So apparently in that, they dig deeper into his life, Drago's life, and he's more oh. sympathetic in the book. Okay. You know, because he's basically a puppet of the government. Right. And, it, you know, we do see that in Creed 2. Well, that's a good, that's a good shout. So you haven't seen it, um, Amanda. You haven't seen Creed or Creed 2. No. But Creed 2 gives me, especially me, the film that I wanted, which is he gets to Drago's uh, Apollo Creed's son uh, gets to fight Drago's kid and he's drawn back in and you get to see Drago training his son I mean it's so hard that the training that he goes through um, but my goodness the fight scenes in, in Creed 2 are the best I've ever seen mm. I, I was in again um, I went to see it because I just had a job interview on the phone and I just thought, well, I'll, I'll pop into town and I'll go and watch it. You know, it's four ninety nine to go and watch it. Um, and I was in the cinema on my own. But my goodness. The, again, the first, it's quite again, a common occurrence. It's, it maybe, maybe it's because of smell or something. I don't, I don't know. But but nobody comes into, you know, nobody's in while I'm in. Um, I was wincing. I was on my own. But during this, the, the body blows and the... And, the way it was filmed was incredible um but it doesn't count as a rocky film so well i was gonna say really quick amanda so what happens is that after the fight the russians get pissed with him they send him to siberia his wife leaves him and doesn't she marry the premier of russia (laughs) no She, she marries somebody high ranking and you see how she treats him at the dinner table because he's invited around to a yeah like a dinner party and, he, and he's treated as like a, a sort of figure of fun and, and you actually have some sympathy um, in this um, for, for Drago mm. it's an incredible film I've got to watch that again I really do um, you won't don't, need, ask, you won't don't ask me to rate you. that one <laughs> you didn't like it? Eh. I mean I like the stuff with Drago in it I mean I'll admit it was nice to see them back especially yeah. them talking in the restaurant stuff yeah. like that yeah absolutely and to see them to see them up close definitely um, Stallone originally intended for the Rocky saga to, to be told only as a trilogy ending with Rocky 3 in 82 in a 79 interview with Roger Ebert Stallone said there'll never be a Rocky 4 you've got to call a halt probably you two would have loved that no sorry not Joe so much but but he, citing the physical and psychological demands required to make boxing movies. Stallone also remarked he wouldn't know where to take the character after three. However, in 82, while doing press interviews for Rocky Three, he admitted a fourth film wasn't out of the question. The only way I would make it is if Rocky had to step outside himself and enter the international community, he said. Stallone would later say that the Rocky Four story was inspired by the Joe Lewis um, and German heavyweight turned Nazi puppet Max Schmeling bouts of 1936 and 38. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, when I when I research trivia, I do try to check it from two sources, and two sources have said this next piece. Schwarzenegger helped train Dolph Lundgren to make sure he's in the right shape for the film. I believe that. 
I never heard that. I know Frank Colombo trained um, Stallone uh, for almost all of his movies. Well, the Rockies and the Rambos. Right. But you would make set well. It'd be nice to have a training partner, like you know, nice to have Mr. Universe training you. Explain the sort of sh- uh, shape that he's in. Did you um, you found that in two sources? Yeah, two sources. Said okay, I believe it then. But I, I mean, back in the day, I wouldn't because they yeah, didn't like each other. Read that and said, "Oh, it's great," and I'll, I'll just quote it myself. Or um, in a 2010 interview in Britain around the time of the Expendables, Dolph Lundgren claimed to um, to still have some of the Ivan Drago stuff, including the banner. Oh, wow. They gave him the banner. He got so, the banner from the movie. Where did he put it? <laughs> well, exactly. Um, and, and they asked him, have you, do you still have the shorts? And he had built outside a, a big enough storage space in order to keep all the memorabilia. Wow. But he, was, but he was burgled 20 years ago and they nicked the lot. Oh, oh. Damn. Yeah. I know. You can't really sell that on eBay, can you? Well, no, you just keep it. Like, if you nicked Picasso or something like that, you, you can't just, like, hang it up while people are coming round. You know, you keep it in the in your evil lair, you know, underneath or, you know, underneath the house. <laughs> you know what I was going to mention? One thing I really couldn't stand in this, in the marketing in this, and they had it in the movie, too, is I hated when they had the, the Russian glove and the American glove explode. Oh, yeah, that was really cheesy in the start yeah. of the film. Yeah, but they had it in all the trailers too. It was just so annoying. Yeah. Um. So, in order to sell Drago's killing blow to Apollo, Carl Weathers made a point to land face first and feign a twitching motion after hitting the ground, which we've talked about. Hmm. He was so convincing that the onset physician feared he'd actually been injured for real. Because oh. <laughs> it was that convincing, which I kind of like. That was probably the best bit of acting then in the film. Yeah, I almost ran out of the theater. <laughs> well, yes. Um, oh, there's too much. There's, there's, there's too much. Um, it's just uh, the last bit I'll, I'll finish on then is Peter Satira. What could have been? Okay, this last bit. Peter Satira wrote best-selling solo single, "Glory of Love." as the end title for this film. So can you tell me what Peter Satira's Glory of Love ended up in? The Karate Kid. Part. Oh, actually part two. Part two, that's right. Yeah. So um, so it was passed over by them. They didn't, they didn't want it. Mm. Um, uh, professional wrestlers wrestlers Nikita Koloff and Kerry Von Irish were both approached for the role of Jargo. Von Irish dropped out after failing his audition, forgetting his lines. And Koloff was turned down due to Sylvester Stallone and producer Irving Winkler believing he was too large for Rocky to conceivably beat in a fair contest. Hmm. (laughs) Because Stallone otherwise liked delivery and athleticism, he offered him a smaller role of one of Drago's cohorts, but he just turned it down. Oh, can I go back to the Peter Cetera thing? Because I have, like, additional trivia on that one. Go on, then. So, apparently... I'm out now, Joe. So, you you are in charge. I give, okay. I give you, I give you the, the, the remaining bits. So, Peter Cetera had said not too long ago that that song, The Glory of Love, was supposed to be meant for Rocky IV. And it was supposed to be played at the end. See, I'd never heard that. And they didn't want it. Um, also... 
Vince DiCola replaced Bill Conti in this movie. Bill Conti did all the Rocky movies. And that's why you rarely hear the Rocky fanfare in this um, yeah. that you'd hear in the other ones. So the reason why Bill Conti wasn't in this or he couldn't score this movie is because he was scoring the Karate Kid at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. And he did a great job with that. Yeah, I, I, ba- I barely remember that stuff. But uh, anyway, I was going to. So where was this filmed? What, what was the supposed to be Russia? Philadelphia. Oh, no, wait a minute. The, the fight was filmed in Canada. Very good. And the the other scenes, so the scenes in Russia, they in Wyoming or something like that. Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> but where are the other ones? Where's Where's I know. Oh, the Apollo fight takes place in the MGM Grand in Vegas. Does it though? Yeah. It looks like it but I, I'd assume it probably is. It, it's probably not too hard to get. That must have cost a fortune. Yeah, probably. Oh, but everyone everyone wants to be an extra, won't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, good Lord. Absolutely. You, you'd want to be there to say, I was there when Apollo died. Yeah, but... Don't they have, like, because I've never been there, don't they have, like, um, resident shows at places like the MGM Grand and stuff? They do, but they're separate places. Yeah, this would be... You know, where they have their boxing matches. They don't always there's, have there's them. A, the, it's not a multi-purpose thing. Yeah, they have different venues. There's a massive boxing arena. There's well, that looked very small, too, if you look at it. You know, oh. like they had tables right. like where people are eating, you know, when he was fighting. Uh, yeah. one, one thing that I, I looked into because I was curious about was Stallone getting in shape and stuff like that. Um, and how his weight fluctuated throughout the movies. So, like, when he first... Rocky 1 was 1976, he was 178 pounds. And Rocky 2, he was 200 pounds. And Rocky 3, he slimmed down to 163. Oof. And then he did First Blood after that. And he was bulked up to 180 pounds. Um... He was told for Rambo 2 that if he didn't get in even better shape that they weren't going to do it. So he bulked up to 195. And in Rocky 4, he was at 200. (laughs) And in Rambo Rambo 3, he was at 200 too. Rambo 3 was probably his best shape that he's been in movies. Yeah. But that was also controversial because a lot of people think that's when he's was using steroids, you know, to bulk up as much as he did. Because he actually, what he did is he went completely down. He went back to 168 after doing Rocky IV. You know, he he lost all his muscle intentionally, and he did that so he would build up muscle, you know, like everything that he was, he was consuming a lot of food, and he was also burning it off by working out with weights and you know, running every day and stuff like that. He had like a an ex- really bizarre workout routine where it was like almost every day, several times a day. Like right. he would just go, he would work out in the morning and then he couldn't sleep. He'd work out at night. He was just constantly working out. The guy was crazy. Looks good though. It looks good and be remembered. Remembered for the, uh, for the physique he was in obviously if you're a manager he'll always be remembered for stop or my mum will shoot so 
Mm. And I'm very glad he, he all those uh, all that working out really paid off for the suit that he wore for the majority yeah, of the Yeah, but, you know, give the guy some credit. He was quite buff, wasn't he? Not in Stop Him on Mum Will Shoot, but in, in you know, these well, movies. He still is. Like, but this is why we have the action film. This is why season three action films has been chosen by Amanda, because buff. you get to see people with shirts off that are buff. <laughs> buff. I can't believe I'm using that term. Get that. There, there were two things I wanted to mention, hopefully really quick. Uh, this is just my opinion, but from what I saw, because I experienced it when it was going on. First is when Stallone deserves a, lot, deserves a lot more credit than what he gets. And I think not only did he change culture, but he changed the way people look at history, too. Um, when he made Rambo First Blood Part Two back in the day, prior to that, and I had some friends that are people I worked with that were Vietnam vets, they were treated like crap. When they came back from the Vietnam War, they were spit on. Um, they, it was hard for them to get jobs. They were looked at as bad people. But that movie changed everything. I remember specifically, Ronald Reagan was president. You know, he loved the whole idea of Rambo going in and rescuing the POWs. He was invited to the White House, and people had so much more respect for Vietnam vets. I, I remember seeing that, and I thought it was crazy. You know, that a movie would do that. Like, they erected statues in Washington for the Viet- Vietnam vets. Like, they finally were getting their proper due, right. which was really nice. And a lot of people like to attribute that to Platoon. But I'm telling you, when I was there, I remember it as Rambo 2 was, was the thing. Because everybody was just blown away, first of all, by how he looked, Stallone, in that movie. They didn't think it was possible. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously... Oliver Stone's platoon had, had, was the first of the ones that followed Full Metal Jacket, Hamburger Hill, Born on the Fourth of July, all of those. But yeah, I, you know, I watched First Blood near enough, as close to it as I could. It was, I think, it was one of those ones where I was let into the cinema through the fire, um, uh, fire escape. But yeah, um, it's just incredible. I mean, mm. that is that is a nine and a half. You know, we are talking. It's pretty much pretty much perfect but it's interesting to hear you talk about the effect that that it had on that i think i think stallone gets a bad rap you know he's you know he's uh oh he's an artist and things like that they go well, don't be silly he lifts weights you know he just that's what he does he he plays action heroes and there's always that different side to him um and i guess not to lessen the impact of what you just said but i guess when i talked about the film oscar there's a guy taking a bit of a risk on that it didn't pay off it's not very good but he still took the risk in order to do it. Whereas Schwarzenegger took the risk with Kindergarten Cop and worked, and Twins, and things like that. It just didn't work for Stallone because he's kind of like not built for that. I but, yeah. Oscar got a lot of good reviews, though. I just didn't think it did good. It didn't have a but never mind. But yeah. I was, and also I wanted to mention Rocky Four, and this is as crazy it seems. I had watched this documentary i think i had told you it was called rocky four an american punch it was on amazon prime and i can't find it anymore i can't I find can't it anywhere find it. I, I tried to look for it and it just was fascinating because this basically kind of links rocky four to the destruction of the berlin wall and the fall of i've heard that yeah of socialism over well i don't know if socialism or communism or whatever over in russia you know where people were now more liberal thinking 
It was the younger people. Because like back in the day, what happened in the 80s was the invention of the VCR. Like the Russian government basically would tell you what movies you could watch, what movies were released in theaters. And they were all propaganda. Most of the actors were soldiers. They were still black and white back in the 80s and everything. And, you know, none of the kids or teenagers or people in their 20s didn't want to go see it, you know. They knew about, you know, American pop culture and they were kind of interested in that to see what was going on. So the VCR was entered into their lifestyle, a lot of it through the black market, because, again, the Russian government didn't want people looking at things that were pro-American or anything like that. So people would get their hands on VCRs and then they would basically have viewing parties in their basements or in yeah, stores. Yeah, Rocky Four viewing parties. Yeah, I've heard about. Yeah, and they, they would have like hundreds of people in their basement just watching like Rocky Four. That was the most popular one. But people just loved that movie in Russia, you know, and it wasn't too long after that that it almost like sparked a fire, you know, where we did see the fall of the Soviet Union. And so you, it's debatable whether or not that actually did really impact the fall of the Soviet Union. But according to this Russian documentary, um, docu- I don't know, what would you call him? You know, the guy who, was in, who authored it, he says it did. You know, it had a significant impact on... Wow. All of Russia, or the fall of the Soviet Union. I think that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. See, and you two gave it seven and five. Six. Changed the world. You got to understand, they were watching, the, look at the movies they were watching. They were watching American soldiers, you know. Oh, oh, oh don't take anything away. Not American soldiers, <laughs> Russian soldiers, like, you know, dancing with old Russian women in black and white. <laughs> You know, so they would have watched the go- they, they would have got the Goonies as well, and then gone, "Oh, great, is that it?" Real disappointing. Uh, right. But anyway, um, well, we on our longest podcast yet. So thank you, thank you, dear listener, for making it to the end. Um, <laughs> I, I left out loads of trivia, but I just included what I thought was the. I starred the ones that I wanted to get in there. Um, but what can I say, Joe? It's been great. Thanks for. Oh, thanks it's been great much. to be on here. Thanks for inviting do wanna, me. Do you want to tell people a little bit more about your podcast? Yeah, we are under the Walt Disney World News Today banner. It's like the leader in Walt Disney World News and Disney News, and uh, we have podcasts under their podcast group. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes and tons of places that. Uh, stream i i don't even know half of them but you know we're called wdwnt nerd alert and it's me and taylor catcher and jack mccarthy and we just basically go over mostly star wars and marvel stuff since they are owned properties of the walt disney corporation Uh, but we also delve into dc and comic books and other nerdy things so we have a really good time we have a lot of fun going through that and we argue a lot because we never yeah. agree <laughs> and occasionally you invite other podcast people to come on and play game shows and things like that That is true yeah we've had charlie <laughs> on during our live show to benefit uh those people that lost their jobs due to covid uh at walt disney uh no actually it was at disneyland uh so yeah i guess some at walt disney world too but mostly at disneyland since that hasn't been open and um he, he was very helpful you know he stayed on the air with us for two hours oh, great. it was a pleasure yeah, and it was great having him on. And we've had Amanda on too with Charlie 
and they played Did a I game even... show with us. That's yeah, right. in the 90s. Wow, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Family Feud. Family Feud. <laughs> family, sorry, Family Fortunes for those in the uh, in the UK. Uh, we have listeners everywhere, so it could be called, I don't know, Family Argument in, in Germany or something. I don't know. Das Argument. Um, anyway, right, I'll leave it there. You can find us in the usual places. Type in Rusted Junk. Uh, in fact, just type into Google. I'm sure you'll just find all of our stuff there. Or just ask your highly intelligent speaker that's always listening to you to play Rusted Junk podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you got one for Christmas, that voice activated thing, um, just ask it to play it and it just come up with the latest one. Which yeah, I can't tomorrow, say it. Will be this kick, one. As will kick off. That's all. <laughs> Can you believe as we get to the end of the year um, that we have now recorded with this one, this will be our 26th podcast. That we've done. And do you know what is in the lead currently? Let me just have a look. What is in the lead? It's not what, what you think. Top, top three podcasts. Lead. Our top three podcasts. Um I think Joe's listened to them all. Um but in third place. <laughs> just in third place is some kind of wonderful. Wow. I know. Um in second place. Prancer. Is what? Prancer. No, uh, oh, Prancer's, God, that's at the bottom. Prancer's the, uh, no, Leviathan's the bottom. Probably oh people live, Don't you think they would, like, during the holidays, they'd want to, like, go back and listen to, like... Well, we get occasional... We got a bump of, like, two listens, but it still doesn't push it out from... <laughs> I mean, second to Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom is... Um, no, wait a minute. Yes. No, it is Rock Bottom. <laughs> You're right. Um, I don't think no, anyone's heard no, of it. Levi- Leviathan's Rock Bottom. They probably heard us talk about it and went, oh, okay. Well, if they don't bother they with didn't it. Like this, don't bother with it. <laughs> um, but I didn't listen to that one. <laughs> I, I did think that it would actually make and get into so the, the one that's going to go into triple figures first. I may just play it six times from different locations to get it over the line. Um, is the quite wonderful Iron Eagle. Oh my God. Really? Because there's so much love for that. But what's the Rocky Four one take off? Because there's so much love for Rocky Four. That's unnamed Middle Eastern state in uh, Iron Eagle. Oh, unless, yes. Yeah, you've got to go back and listen to it, Joe. Look at, look at two people trying to bumble the way around about making a podcast. But we had so much fun with our first first actual film one but anyway i digress it's going off far too long thank you very much everyone for listening um would you you have my utmost thanks of course joe um but if you'd like to say goodbye to everyone i will say cheerio who wants to go next i i said see ya okay (laughs) uh toodle pip Rusted Junk. Rusted Junk. Rusted Junk. The Forgotten 80s Movies. The Forgotten 80s Movies.